Welcome to the RA Podcast, the official Richard Schmidt Podcast. I am Draco655, joining as always by my co-hosts, Shuzi and King Sizzle. How are you guys today? Doing good, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We've uh, got a really good episode lined up for you. Doing fantastic, Draco. Hope you're doing as well. Today, we're also joined by a very, very, very special guest. Let's give us a warm welcome to Maximilian. Hey, everybody. It's me, uh, Maximilian, otherwise known as Game Squad Squad. How you doing? Shootsy, Draco, King Sizzle. Thank you so much for having me on. Does that sound cheesy enough? Here I am. Waka waka. <laughs> You're welcome. The three of us put together some questions for you, Max. So here we go. Let's start this show. So the first question I have for you, Max, is how did you discover retro achievement? Retro achievements. Um, I was told about retro achievements, I want to say in 2015 by a, an old uh, high school uh, friend of mine found my found me on twitch and i was still playing modern stuff whatever you know this and that a couple of you know old nes super nintendo games whatever i just felt like you know i was playing probably playing like resident evil 5 when he was telling me about it he's like hey um you hear over here at this website called retro achievements i'm like yeah i'll check it out one day you know you know months later i never followed up on it never bothered with it you know so, and he kept on bothering me every day his name's rise above you probably seen him in my chat before but he's He's like, you got to check it out. And he just sends me the link one day. So I check it out. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, all right, let's see what this is all about. And I'm just browsing the site. I'm like, all right, there's a bunch of games here. You know, this is begin very beginning of 2016. I finally popped in there. I'm like, all right, Mega Man. I'm a Mega Man guy. Let's play Mega Man. And um, I played the game, you know, like what I beat the first stage and I got an achievement. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. This is nice. This makes you feel good about myself. I have validation now. <laughs> but um, it's all it's all his fault. Rise above. Rise above. Uh, I think the E at the end of above is a three. So feel free to heckle him. If you like me or don't like me, then, you know, feel free to bust his balls about that. Because he it's it's all his fault. It's all been downhill since then. Very, very interesting story right there. Wow. I, I, did, I did not think that would have been like that for you. Um, so second question I have, do you remember what the leaderboard was like when you first started to rank up? I did. I think it was probably about at the beginning of 2016. I had no ambition of doing anything in RA. I just wanted to play the games I loved and I wanted to get as many badges as I could. I enjoyed them. I compare it to like stamp collecting, you know, like an old timer from like last century would stamp collect. This is like stamp collecting for a us uh, future nerds for them. Um, but I remember Fernando specifically was number one. He was number one for the longest time. He had 200,000 points at the time, which was considered a lot. Um, there was probably about 15,000 people that were active on RA. And I was, my goal was to just get to the top 100. And then I got to the top 100. And I was like, hmm, I kind of want to be on the first page because the first page used to show the top 25. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool if my name was on that list. And then that became the top 10. And then after that, it was just all out war to get to beat Fernando, be the first person to beat Fernando. That was my goal. <laughs> I don't know how I ever reached those uh, lofty goals at that time, but here we are. <laughs> wow, that's pretty amazing. I think, yeah, I, I did pass Fernando, but yeah. Um, did you ever think you would be number one uh, ranking player on a Richard Schumann? 
No, I had no aspirations for it. Um, it just until I got to the the top 25 and my name was on the front page. I'm like, let's see how far we can take this. Let's see, you know, and that's when I transitioned from being a just a variety, whatever the heck Max wanted to play for the day. I became a an RA streamer pretty much. And I just wanted to, uh, I spy that I'll tell you, I'll tell you when I did pass Fernando, it was probably the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life because I was playing MC kids for Nintendo. And, um, I beat him with the Mayor McCheese achievement and it popped at the wrong time. So I, I didn't even deserve to be world champion at that time. <laughs> it popped at the wrong time and it was a Mayor McCheese achievement. I beat Fernando and became number one with the Mayor McCheese achievement. Not not my proudest moment. Wow, amazing. How did, um, so here's an interesting question. How did you have the energy to master so many games? Because right now you have like, 504 game mastered which is pretty impressive how did i get the energy uh you know like uh, a rabid dog will bite and never let go that's a stupid metaphor but at the same time you just get so stubborn and that, that's a good way to describe myself is very stubborn um i rose very quickly because i used to have more people at work that worked with me in uh my position so we would pretty much get all the work done first thing in the morning and then the rest of the day we'd kind of just goof off and and play video games for the rest of the day at work so i had double time i was playing at work and i was playing at home like you can see in the first year first two years that i was playing my score was just oh i see that's your secret weapon i see well it was i don't have that anymore did you ever want to give up on an achievement set, but you managed to finish it anyways? I have had several achievement sets that have taken me definitely to the brink. Right off the bat, I can think of the Roll Chan series. Um, as far as I know, the only person who keep up with me, and we'll talk about him later, is Sarconius. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm a pretty decent Mega Man player, and that has taken me to the brink. A lot of those Mega Man hacks are really rough. A lot of the Mario hacks, especially the Kaizo ones, Super Demo World. Oh my God, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to. Oh man, I wanted to strangle whoever made that game. You know, gently, not to kill them, but you know, it was frustrating. But yeah, I definitely wanted to uh, quit on a couple of uh, on a couple of games. Sometimes I have like. Uh, just flat out, uh, I'll have like one or two achievements left. There's a ton of games I have just one or two achievements left, and I just don't have the energy or patience to deal with it at that time. It's like a lot of time and effort for an extra 10 points, you know what I mean? But I do want, I still want to master them. I still want those badges. I see, but I'm pretty sure you would get those eventually. I mean, I know like for five, they're pretty tough to get when you have like one or two left to pick up. What are the top three games you have played on Richard Schumann that you have been the, the hardest to master for you? The hardest to master definitely were um, one of the Roll Chan games. I, I've done five, I think, of those now, but there was definitely one that I can't remember. I can't remember which one. It was like Gray CX or something like that. I don't know. Um, it was one of those. They all have weird names. Like there's like Roll Chan Claw too. I'm like I don't even know what that means. But um, they're really really difficult. Um, Super Demo World. Super Demo World. I don't know, there's probably some people out there who just are really good at Mario hacks, like uh, Draco, um, Jared, I don't know, 6502, I can't remember the numbers in his name, but those guys are pros at Mario hacks, and, um, you know, obviously Sarconius as well. 
but um that one took me to the brink and i'm trying to think of something else recently um you know what you know what? in recent memory that um uh, i think king sizzle uh uh hosted me i was in the middle of um metroid zero mission and i was doing the no items run and i was oh man oh i was i was salty that day oh man sorry sizzle <laughs> i remember that I, I remember, like, uh, I mean, even if I'm good at Mario, I mean, I know I saw you play demo, the demo you're talking about. And I, I, even for me, I think I rage got on that and I just delete everything I have on that one, to be honest. Um, okay, so my next question is, do you have any uh, generous weaknesses or type of games you're not very good at? Pinball. <laughs> Keep making pinball games and Sark will definitely pass me. I am not good at pinball. I don't think I have um, one pinball game master, and that's Revenge of the Gator for Game Boy. It is the most basic Game Boy, and I actually owned it as a kid. I thought I was getting an alligator game when I was like seven, but it was a pinball game. I'm like, what is this? Uh, but I ended up playing it and enjoying it. Um, yeah, pinball, I definitely can't do racing. Certain racing games like Mario Kart, I'm pretty decent at, but there's just, not not Draco decent, but you know, I, I I'm passable racing some puzzle games i just have no uh, okay for example let me go on a little rant here um i can't is it icky is icky the one who makes all those sliding puzzle games for playstation yeah 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 icky i know you're listening you bum <laughs> stop making those stupid games i can't beat a single one i am not good at um sliding puzzle games these suck oh my god i just not good at them I mean, I have mastered every single of those, so I can teach you if you need my help. Yo, please, uh, please Sensei, please teach me. I, I, I will send you later. Um, <laughs> did, did, did you have any rivals on Richard Schumann in the past or even today? Absolutely. Um, my number one rival to begin with was, um, going in a little bit of history right now, Fernando. Fernando, I don't even think was active when I started. By the time I started, he was just wrapping up. He had enough he there was the whole thing about oh everybody's cheating i you know this and that blah blah blah. so i guess he just quit rode off into the sunset so you know i used him as a target to get to the top and as i was approaching the top we had um obviously don cosmo and we had um a gentleman named sigma and sigma was probably my biggest rival when I was trying to get to number one. He, I mean, I would literally lose sleep trying to keep my score up because he was going through thousands of points a day. And it was, it was unbelievable. The speed and the, I think he's unregistered right now. I can't speak for the guy, but he was climbing in an astronomical rate that was insane. Um, but I was determined to be the one who at least beat Fernando. And I did eventually. And then like two days later, Sigma passed me. But modern in, in modern times, I have I want to say there's three people that I always watch out for. Obviously, number one is um, Hippopotamus Rex, the guy who's in number two. Uh, very, very nice gentleman. Um, very talented. Beats a lot of difficult games. And he is he's just as tenacious as me, if not more. Uh, I got nothing but good things to say about Hippopotamus Rex. When I start my day and I'm, I'm looking at RA, he's the first page I look at. I'm like, what has he been up to? It looks like he's taking a little break, and he's like, "Oh crap! Did a did a thousand points today? Oh, I got some work ahead of me today." Um, number two, I want to say is obviously Sarconius. Sarconius is just the the best video game player I've ever seen in my entire life. He does 
you know, things that I work really hard at and effortlessly almost. Um, he is uh, be the be all end all. I definitely think that he is going to be in the at least in the top three at some point very soon. Um, he's a very close friend of mine as well. I, I love everything about Sarconius. I love everything about his channel. He's a great guy, great friend. And um, I, I definitely know that he is, uh, he's coming for me. He's coming for me. Sarconius, he's, he smells blood in the water. And the third one, uh, it might be surprised, is a gentleman named um, Dan Carnett. Dan Carnett is incredibly um, talented. I, he's def- I think he's in the top He's in, he's in the top 50, I think, at least. The top, top uh, yeah, I think last time I checked, it was like 31, 32. He's so been taking there. a break to do other projects. That's why he's he's kind of he's kind of not uh, active right now. But um, he's very talented. Very, very talented. And I think he documents all his, um, his retro achievements and exploits. I think he uploads them to YouTube. Um, yes, He's a, he's a very nice guy as well. He always pops in, wishes me luck on whatever set I'm I'm doing, and you know he, he's just a great guy all around. But he's in, he's incredibly talented. Don't count him out. He's very very. I would consider him dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. Um, and of course, Draco six five five is determined to be number two at some point or number one. Hey, you, you're much younger than me. I'll die before you. You got time. I got I got plenty of time. Got, I always said I would take number one, and after yeah. I can leave. You'll be you'll get you'll get there one day, Draco. Don't worry. So okay, so we we are already speaking a little bit about it, but I just want to have like maybe other tasks to it. So do you find it difficult to keep your first uh, first spot on on retro achievement? How it's like so difficult? You gotta, you gotta realize it's it's different now than it was back then. I think the most cutthroat uh, area to be in in RA is definitely in the top 100. The, those positions switch every day, on the hour, every hour. You could be bumped up three positions, go down two. You know, what I mean, by on the hour, it's just it's just very competitive, and it, I think that's that's the hotbed right now of activity is the top 100. Um, the top 10 doesn't switch around all that much um hippopotamus rex is always breathing down my my back so i'm always i'm always watching out for him um it's not too difficult and in all honesty i definitely think that it's a more casual time for me like once i'm here and i'm number one i can kind of rest for a little while like that's why i'm playing like pokemon and a bunch of other stuff you know like why why if you're if you're competitive for points don't play an rpg that's for darn sure don't don't do that um, because you're going to lose time. You got to, it's, you always got to focus on time and effort over what the, the output's going to be, the, the reward in, in return. You know what I mean? You got to, you honestly have to look at the points that you are potentially going to earn and see if that's worthwhile to your time. If you are serious about keeping in the, the, the tippy top. Now that's very true. Uh, another interesting question I have for you: Do you have some uh, something you're the most proud of accomplishing or on Ari? Most proud? Um, I'm just I'm happy to be at the top. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm just not even like in a in a. I'm not, I don't. Even, it's hard to describe like as a proud way. Just like hey, like here I am. You know, like I did something. You know. I can say, I can say, hey, I'm a great retro gamer, you know what I mean? Which, you know, I played, I played all these games growing up, you know, I'm 38. I played all these games growing up and it was a blast. And now it's like, it's like, hey, I'm really good at these games too. Look at this, you know? Um, 
I don't think I don't think I've accomplished anything by being number one. It's just, you know, it's a it's a cool thing. It can say, hey, yeah, I'm like, you know, number one on this website, Waka Waka, you know, <laughs> like anybody cares, you know, I'm going to go on a date and it's going to impress somebody, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm definitely proud of the badges I've accumulated. I definitely love looking back and like when you look at your badge album, I think that's definitely the best part of being a part of RA. You can look back at your badges and you can remember all those times that you did this and that. Like I was, before I started the podcast with you guys, I was looking at all the badges I did and I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember playing that game. You know, that was fun. That was a good one. You know, you get to like, it's a, you like look back on it, like a, a fond, a fond memory. I mean, that's very true. I mean, like I said, like 504 game master, it's pretty like amazing to do. And you got the top number one and you've done like so many hard games. So you definitely must be proud of everything you accomplished there and all the love you bring together for and stuff. So speaking of that, as a number one player, you motiv motivate a lot of players on our end, include myself, to play well and try harder. Do you have any advice for other players trying to be competitive on RA? Absolutely. Um, actually, now to go back to that last question, things I'm proud of is that anytime I inspire anybody else to start RA, I see a lot of my friends um, that were never keen on RA that do RA right now. Like I'm just thinking right now, I, I could tune into Bud Cave TV, one of my good friends, um, and he is slowly and surely becoming an RA streamer. So he's playing... Um, He's playing the revised set for Mario 64 right now. Um, a lot of a lot of friends just get into it and they get the same they get the same itch. You need the scratch. They want they want the they want to get in there in the RA. It's not even necessarily to get to the top. They just enjoy doing it, and that's what you should do. That's the advice. Always make sure that you're enjoying doing it. There's going to be some rough sets. There's going to be some sets that you think are going to be great that you're not going to be pleased with because of the difficulty of some of the achievements in it. So what I would, my advice is to always make sure you're having fun. Um, don't give up. Always be tenacious. Um, ten tenacity is definitely what will get you those badges. Just don't give up. Eventually everything will click and you'll, you'll, you'll achieve anything you want to achieve on here. That's not, that sounded really cheesy, but, you know, but um, I'm very proud of, inspiring anybody to do anything on retro achievements that's uh that's that's probably the proudest thing i have but um advice as far as to just procedurally do it and to get achievements watch videos watch youtube read faqs if you don't know how to do something even ask somebody else who's badged it you know ask somebody else who's done it already how did you do that you know don't be afraid to look for advice or seek anything you know unless you're really hell-bent on doing it without looking anything up you know but yeah, at this, I don't have that luxury at this point. You know, if I can't, if I'm spending seven hours on doing something for five points, I should probably look it up at this point because I'm I'm losing ground here, so to speak. You know what I mean? I mean, that's very well, a good advice there. I mean, thanks for sharing that with the others. Um, speaking of something other interesting, do you have other passions or hobby outside of RA? Um, absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of the gym. I like going to the gym. That's how I keep saying, you know, I listen to my, I put my little iPod in and, you know, and <laughs> just work out usually in the morning. Sometimes I'll go at night, like at midnight. I don't know. Just that's max time right there. I actually like to cook too. Um, I'm not a good cook. I just throw crap into a crock pot and 
hope for the best, but usually everybody enjoys my cooking. <laughs> um, otherwise than that, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, things that I just do for myself. I watch a lot of um, YouTube and Hulu and Netflix. That's how I wind down. At the end of the night, I just lay in bed and I put uh, something on. Usually really bad horror movies. <laughs> um, as far as other hobbies, um, I mean, when I was a kid, I, I well, when I was much younger, a younger guy, I was I was a pro wrestler for a little while. That was that was pretty interesting, <laughs> but. Um, uh, I enjoyed that. I still enjoy um, watching pro. I watch the pay-per-views now. I don't watch any of the, the regular, the weekly by weekly and stuff. But that's about it. I mean, that's very interesting. I didn't know you like cooking. That's very interesting. Yeah, I make good meatballs, believe it or not. <laughs> what are the top five games you in, you have enjoyed the most on RA? The top five games, um, I'm going to say right off the bat, Mega Man 1. That was the first game I ever mastered on RA. Um, that's what got that's what got me into it. I was just like, wow, I really like that. I'm like, this is, this is a really cool idea. Whoever thought of this retro achievements thing is a genius. Um, that one, um, I'm trying to think. Um, in recent memory... What did I really enjoy like playing? Oh, yeah, you know what? Some I can't remember who made it. Um, that Power Suko Bond game. I don't know if anybody watched me play. I played it on Thanksgiving, I think, and it was just such a dopey little puzzle game. I, in recent memory, that's one of my favorite games I ever played. Whoever made that, thank you so much for making that set. And um, please, uh, please play that. Who made that set? I'm gonna look that up. Who did that? Because it's about because I talked to them recently. Where is that? There it is. Uh, Kaysay. I forgot. Yeah, she did a fantastic job on that. Um, Power Sukoban. Let me look at my list. There's a lot of great ones. A lot of ones I have very fond memory of. Robotrek. Um, there's a Game Boy game called um, Dedis. It's a homebrew for... Uh, it's a horror game for Game Boy. I thought that was fantastic. You know, Paper Mario... I'm just scrolling up through the list. You know, there's so many good ones. The final uh, Final Fantasy IV, Sonic and Knuckles, even some of those Mickey Mouse Super Nintendo games are super great. Congo's Caper. Um, I mean, like that's a very very hard question for me to answer. Um, I can give you I can give you an answer to what I think the best set on RA overall is, and it's going to be a basic answer, but it is the original super mario brothers set for nintendo i think that is the best set on ra it's challenging it's fair and it's perfect i can't say anything better about that set i mean i told you i'm gonna have some hard question for you so I, obviously it's, it's hard to pick up fire game but i mean you have played like so many games so i i, I know the feel <laughs> um Speaking of another maybe thing maybe would be easier to answer or not, what type of achievement are your least favorite to do? Speed, speed running. I'm just not a speed runner. I can speed run DuckTales, that's it. Um, the Metroid games are starting to get me into a speed running mode because I really want to badge all the Metroid games. And I'm just... I, it just frustrates me because I'm, you know, like if just one little screw up, even if it's minor, I, I just get really frazzled about. Um, 
like time trial stuff, like I can understand that. Like get through this stage in a minute and 30 seconds or something like that for like a Sonic game or a Mario game or something. I, I get that. I can understand that. But like actually speedrunning the game, like um, perfect example is the, that Metroid Zero set I was talking about earlier. Um, get 100% of the items in two hours, and, you know, beat the, beat the whole game. And I did it in an hour and 49 minutes. But, you know, that was with, you know, saving after every difficult thing I did, you know, it wasn't like one shot because that would be impossible for me, but, um, definitely anything speed running wise, I, I can't do, I'm just not really great at it. I mean, the Darwin's speed running achievement are so hard and precise and sometimes you can spend like little like hours and hours. And then if you did one music, you have to do an entire thing over, but time trials are more fair, I believe. Mm -hmm. I like it more. Um, Do you have any sets you recommend to others, uh, other or a player to try out? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Get <laughs> you got an hour. Um, Kid Dracula, uh, Super Bonk, uh, Super Bomberman. Let's see. Uh, uh, Avenging Spirit. I'm trying to think of some obscure ones, like for people to really try. Avenging Spirit for Game Boy. I love that game. If you've never played Star Tropics, please play the Star Tropics games. That uh, first one in Zoda's Revenge. Uh, Panic Restaurant. Um, I'm like scrolling through my list right now. Pac-Land for um, Turbo Graphics. Wario Land 3. Wario Land 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, any of the Lufia games, if you're not familiar with those. Um, let's see. Where's Waldo? No, no, where's Waldo? Just give me that. Kid Clown. Yo, Kid Clown, that's one of my top five. I'll okay, answer so that. Um, Smart Ball or Jerry Boy for Super Nintendo. Oh, man, there's so many good ones. Uh, the original Mother, Zombie Nation, any of the Phoenix Wright games, all the Mega Man ones, of course, Paperboy, um, Hook on Arcade. There's just so many There's so many good ones. I'm like a tough guy to ask this question to because there's so many. I'm like scrolling through Illusion of Gaia. There's so many. Um, Mario 3 Mix, everything. Like I'm just scrolling through here, and I'm like just like smiling, looking at all these, all these great games that I've played, you know. I, I can't really recommend, I would recommend um, looking for a genre that you really love and just like finding some games that you haven't played before. I found so many good games that like I've never even heard of before. Like that Power Sukoban I was just talking about. Never heard of it. Never. I heard about it the same day I got a set released and I fell in love with it. Great game. Uh, Waluigi's Taco Stand. Don't play that. <laughs> Okay, I would try to dodge that one, but I have to play it at some point if I want to. No, play. it's fun. It's fun. It's it's just silly. It's dumb. <laughs> um. So okay, my other question I can I ask you? I mean, what games that don't have achievement set yet, you uh, will you like to see on RA in the futures? Oh, um, I got, I got so many requests and, um. Hold on, let me take a let like, me take a what look is like it. in the future, even if we don't have maybe the console, what 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 do you want to see? Like really what do you want to see? Um number one is always gonna be a Lundra for PlayStation. If you never played a Lundra, that's like Legend of Zelda, except like really dark. That's it. um I put in a set uh, a request for Night Slashers for the arcade. That's a really gruesome um beat 'em up. Um Thousand Arms for PlayStation. I'm a big RPG guy, you know, the lunar games. I th- I believe somebody's I think um televangelist is working on uh the lunar games um guardian heroes for saturn yo even if there's no ra set ever for this everybody should go out and play guardian heroes for saturn that is one of the that's my favorite beat em up all time i got brave fencer musashi in there um final fantasy origins just because i like that game 
Um, I got a lot of weird. I got a lot of obscure ones in here that I request. I like picking out weirdo games. Bonk's Revenge for Game Boy. I don't remember doing that. That was weird. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. Like I know, um, I know everybody's clamoring for game ga- um, GameCube. Everybody wants a GameCube uh, to be functional for RA. I'm kind of looking more forward to um, PSP. Uh, I would love to play the Castlevania Chronicles X on there, Ultimate uh, Ghosts and Goblins, and um, uh, I, I want another Breath of Fire 3 set. I'm sorry. I already did the PlayStation one, but I want another one. <laughs> Give me any excuse. That, that's Yeah, that's that, those great answers. So many great answers. Um, so speaking of console, you just mentioned a little bit. So do you have a favorite console? Why is is well, what is the... Why it's your favorite console, basically? My favorite console of all time is definitely the Super Nintendo. It just had everything on it that I could ever want. Like, um, as a kid growing up, I had Nintendo, I had Genesis or Mega Drive, wherever part of the world you're in. And um, I always enjoyed those. But when Super Nintendo came out, that was just wild. Like, I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power when I was a little kid, like third grade, fourth grade. And um, I got one for Christmas. I got Final Fight with it, and I got um, Super Mario World, obviously. And I was just, I was just in love since then. Then you know, I got started getting into the RPGs like Final Fantasy two and three, Chrono Trigger, Earthbound. You know, the who's who of some of the greatest RPGs of all time. Um, I was just e- enamored with the entire thing. I, I mean, I still, I still have a physical Super Nintendo. I still pop in. Uh, you know, I, I got the mini as well. I still pop in. Uh, a cartridge once in a once in a blue moon it's, it's probably the only system i still collect physical games for like cibs but um that's my answer if i had a second or a third choice believe it or not it would be the playstation 2 just because you can play playstation 2 and playstation 1 games on it and a third believe it or not would be xbox 360 because that was the first system i ever played that had achievements on it and that was pretty wild i was like what's achievements and i started playing i think i played street fighter 4 on it and i was like oh this is cool achievements oh man this will definitely not ever take over my life at any point (laughs) that's very interesting i I did not talk that would be super nintendo but that's a great console obviously i was hoping you say gamecube but yeah i'm sad gamecube (laughs) oh man sorry I know, I know. You a lot of people love GameCube. A lot of people love it, and it has it has a great library. Um, yes. I know there's a lot of people out there who love Super Mario Sunshine, but that one was definitely not one of my favorites. I mean, I should give it another chance. So, if it ever gets a set, I will give it another chance. <laughs> I, I I get it. I definitely want to watch you play that. Um, so speaking of something, maybe I know, but for the audience, maybe don't know. Do you watch anime or movies? If so, what is your favorite? Give me like a couple, like why you love like a couple animes or movie you like the most, and explain why. Actually, uh, I actually do watch anime. Um, I had a lot of uh, girlfriends that play uh, watched anime, and they got me into it. You know, in high school, and even recently, um, my last girlfriend, we were really into anime. But on my own, I watch um, my favorite. My favorite show, period, is One Piece. But you got to watch it in Japanese, not the not the English version. That'll just kill it for you. Um, I know that's not for everybody, and it's kind of a weird choice, especially if you know me personally. But One Piece is my favorite show, like ever. I'm just, you know, I mean, that would be a tough balance right there. I'm like, oh, you you got to give up one or the other, video games or One Piece. I'm like, oh, this is a tough decision, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. 
Um, as far as movies go, I like. Otherwise than that, I love a lot of um horror anime. I'm a I'm a big horror guy. Like I'll watch um uh, another one of my favorite series is Hell Girl. I love that. That's just a, such a, a depressing and bleak anime. Um, Akira, of course. Um, trying to think of other good um horror anime. I'm trying to watch through um. I watched Psychopaths. That was pretty good. Dororodoro. I was talking about Dororodoro yesterday on stream. I was like, yo, you guys got to watch that on Netflix if you haven't watched that yet. Um, I'm not into the silly, silly anime, which is weird because I like One Piece because it's kind of silly. Um, I'm not really into like the slice of life anime, you know, like uh, it's got to have some. I, I did enjoy Food Wars. Food Wars is probably the re most recent one I watched on Netflix. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Um, as far as actual movies go, um, uh, again, big horror fan. I love the Saw series, no matter how stupid and convoluted they get. They're just, they're just, there's something about them that is so grisly and brutal. I like them. Um, but and the, on the other spectrum, a lot of my favorite movies are kind of like sentimental ones, like Big Fish. Big, big Fish, I can't even get to the end of. Oh, man, I'm blubbering by the end of that one. Ooh, that one hits me hard. Um, let's see other favorite movies, uh, training day, falling down, you know, die hard with a vengeance. You know, I'm a nineties guy. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of great movies. I'm trying to think of the last, last great movie I've seen in a movie theater and you know, like superhero movies. I love superhero movies, like the Avengers, stuff like that. That was probably the last movie I enjoyed in the theaters was like Endgame or something like that. That was the second one, right? It was because like the mini wars and Endgame. Yeah. Endgame. For me, when I was like writing this uh, this question, I was like, "Oh, I knew the answer." You would say One Piece because me and you are watching that much like every single week. And now you just speak about Food Wars. I was like, "This is my second most favorite anime of all time." And you just say that. I was like, "Man, are we like wow? Okay, I, I didn't know." But you yeah. might actually be my son. You might actually be my son, Draco. I'm the I'm your fourth son for for some reason. So. I have one last question for you before I'm going to throw it to Sizzle. So what is the next console you would like to see come on Ori and why? Absolutely PSP. I have a fondness of PSP. I have, I still have my physical PSP. I would love to see sets for Dissidia, Breath of Fire 3. Again, excuse me. Um, Ultimate Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, there's a lot, like, there's a lot of compilation games on there, like Capcom Classics and stuff. I would love to see sets for that. Um, Wild Arms XF, any Wild Arms fans out there love Wild Arms. I've never gotten a chance to play that one. Even like the Parasite Eve third game, which I heard sucked, but you know, I would love to see sets for that. There was a lot of obscure stuff on PSP and that's probably why I, I gravitate towards it. The Final Fantasy Tactics remake that has all the cool cutscenes in it. Oh man, you're getting, you're getting me all giddy now. Oh man. But PSP is my answer. I would love to see sets for PSP. PSP is also one of my favorite things that I want to come to RA as soon as possible, but we might have to wait for that. Um, but um, I got some questions for you, Max. Uh, you talked a little bit about in your streams about growing up playing video games. You probably already hinted at this earlier, but uh, what games did you play growing up that really got you into video games? Growing up, um, it's funny because most of my favorite games now are games that I absolutely hated as a kid. I hated Contra. I hated Mega Man. Um, I hated Metroid. They were just too hard. I didn't understand. I was a very, uh, I was very, as a little kid, when I was playing Nintendo, I was very like 
timid about stuff. I think I thought Metroid was the scariest thing on the planet. You know, even when you go into the room and they get the missiles, and it's like beep, bop, boop, bop. I was like, I thought that was terrifying. What are you scaring me for? I'm five. You know, but now I, I, I have a appreciation of it. You know, I played a lot of Mario. Um I'm trying to think of games I really liked as a kid. Even Star Tropics, which was difficult. Um um, I was never, I never was really good at beating games as a kid. It wasn't until I got older and started appreciating them more. You know, I played a lot of Adventure Island as a child. Um, Zelda, Zelda, I didn't understand at all. I knew how to get the sword and go into the first dungeon. That was it. And then the dragon killed me every time. I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. But you know, I was five. I didn't understand. Um, kid Icarus, I, I couldn't even get up the first stage in Kid Icarus. Forget that. Um, yeah, I was not very good at games as a kid, but I just kept at it and stuff. Um, Genesis came out. I loved Sonic. Um, Super Nintendo came out. I loved Super Mario World. I was very basic, I guess. I would, I was, I would be the kid that goes to Blockbuster every Friday and just pick out whatever box cover I thought was the best, you know, and that's how I learned about some of the more obscure stuff. Um, growing up though, I want to say I was very vanilla. It was always Mario, Sonic. Um, I didn't get into, uh, I didn't get into RPGs until I was in my teens. Cause I just didn't have, well, I remember the, I remember renting final fantasy for Nintendo for the first time. I was like, I'm like, I'm hitting attack. It's not doing anything. You know, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I had to wait my turn, you know, <laughs> but that's pretty much uh, where I started. How, how do you decide what games to play next on stream or just in RA in general? Um, for any game that I play offline, I know in my heart that it is something that people are not going to want to watch, like Super Picross or something like that, you know, puzzle games, uh, even the sliding block. I don't know if I could ever make the sliding block puzzle game freaking entertaining, but um, um, I would always play those those games offline just because they were probably minimal points, first of all, and second of all it wouldn't it wouldn't really you know like bump my score up it's not a skill based thing per se you know you're just making pictures in pick rows that's kind of stuff phoenix right i would play offline even though i love those games and i would love to share the phoenix right games it's not for everybody it's a lot of text it's a lot of not action um as far as games that i select to play just in general either on stream or off stream it's I got to look at the points. I got to look at the points. I got to I gotta gauge how long it's going to take me to get through this, skill or not. You know what I mean? Like, look at a Mega Man, Mega Man set. Um, damage those bosses. Beat the entire game. You got to look at multiple playthroughs, too. You know what I mean? Beat the game without armor. Beat the game with armor. You know, you can't obviously you can't do it in the same run. So I'm like, okay, so this is going to be a double run at least. Maybe a triple run. Um, currently, I'm doing Final Fantasy VIII. Anybody who's popped in during that, oof. I'm doing the low level run right now. So that's the second run. I need a third run. So I have to play through Final Fantasy VIII three times. I already did it once, got most of the achievements. Second time, I need to do a low level run. And the third time, I need to be strong enough to scan every enemy in the entire game. So I know that I'm no, I know I'm not doing that in this version. I need to do it. I can't. I can't even draw magic in this one, in this, in this um, run. So I have to do it in the third. So I'm playing Final Fantasy VIII, which is a very long RPG, three times in a row. So I got to gauge that as well. That's the kind of stuff I'll, I'll leave for offline, but I got to kind of not keep people bored. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to love what you're doing, no matter how tenacious you are. Oh, I'm going to do this set. You know, well, why is it taking you two and a half weeks? I'm like, it's really hard. I'm like, well, I'm tired of watching it. 
I get that. I get that from a viewer aspect. So I got to kind of balance what's what's in it for me points wise and with the output I'm getting back from it. And I got to balance if people are going to want to watch it and stick around or if they're just going to sit there and be like, wow, I can't wait till he plays another game. You know, it's it's kind of difficult balance. Definitely. I can, you've got to think about both sides of the, of the spectrum of, you know, the Twitch stuff. I'm pretty sure all of us think about that as well. Um, that being said, I know you're all about the points, but how, what are your thoughts on softcore versus hardcore on RA? Softcore? I've, <laughs> I learned about softcore the hard way. The first game I played was on Mega Man. Um, I didn't realize there was a softcore and hardcore mode. I didn't even use any of the, um, any save states. When I first played Mega Man, I did the whole thing actually in quote unquote hardcore mode, but it was in softcore mode, so I wasn't earning double points. So I'm like, wait, so I don't get, I can get double points for doing the same exact thing, but in hardcore mode? I, I didn't, I didn't understand how it worked at the time because I was brand new, um, and I didn't realize it was like default in, was it default in hardcore? Back then, I think it defaulted in softcore. It had to have because I wasn't, I wasn't getting double points. But um, as far as People who want to use softcore, that doesn't bother me. You play games however you want to play it. If you want to, even if you want to just practice something like a really difficult boss, you got to do damages and it takes like 20 minutes to get to them. You're going to want to save state before you get to them. Um, and just to practice them, I get that. 1000% do I get that. Um, if you just want to play softcore for fun, so you have, I, in all honesty, that's probably the best experience you could probably have in RA is just play the games and get the badges as you get them. Save states, save scum as much as you want. It doesn't bother me. I don't look down on anything like that. It's your experience. It's your journey on RA. Play it the way you want to play it. Definitely. I've been, um, I might have been using some softcore on uh, Tony Hawk for the hardest achievements, but I totally, totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your most difficult play you've played outside of RA? Like just, you know, modern games or maybe on the Xbox 360 for achievements or what? Oh, um, you know what I'm really bad at too? We talked about pinball just because I know pinball I'm really bad at. I'm hit or miss on shooters. Shooters will either eat me alive or I'm really good at them. Like Stinger for Nintendo. Um, that's another one. I think. We're, we're slowly building the top five sets for me right now. Over Over time, we're talking. But um, Stinger for Nintendo is probably my favorite shooter of all time, just because I had it as a kid. My parents probably bought it for me, or my grandma got it for me for my birthday or Christmas because like, oh, look, there's flying coat hangers on the cover. Doesn't it look fun? I'm like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Um, and I, it, you know, it was one of the games I had, so of course you play it. You know, it doesn't matter if you stink at it or not. You're just like, oh, well, I, I, this is all I got, so I'm going to play this. And eventually I got good at Stinger, and I ended up appreciating I think it's, what is it? It's Pop and Twin B or something like that in Japan, or it's one of those, um, it's one of the, the series of, of uh, Twin B or something like that. Not that that matters, but um, um, I remember how bad I was at playing modern shooting games like Ikaruga or something like that. We have to switch between things. And even, it even gives you like some leeway, bullet, bullet hell, bullet hell. That's, that's, those are games that I just am not good at. Oh man. Um, I, I, like if you got a GameCube set for Ikaruga, I probably wouldn't play it. I'm sorry. I'll try it. I would get two achievements and I'd look at it and I'd be like, Hmm, this looks sad. I got should erase this. <laughs> There probably will be a set soon enough, honestly. Oh, man. can't imagine that not being a set. 
Mm. <laughs> oh, I, with bated breath, I wait. <laughs> that being said, uh, do you like modern... Wait, hold on. Uh, do you like modern games to play outside of RAs sometimes? I do, but it's just... I don't have the time for anymore. Think about like, you know, we talked about it um, before we started. We we're like, yeah, you know, he got a full-time job. You do this and that. I had um up until very, very recently, I could only stream for about four hours a night. So I got to cram RA into that position. I don't really have time. I want to make more time for modern games. You know, like um, I, I still have so many games. I got Death Stranding. I got the newest God of War. I got, um, uh, you know, re remade a, a Borderlands three. They're still in the cellophane. I haven't even opened them. I buy them all, but I just don't play them because I don't feel like I have time. I'm like time using for that. Now out there, anybody who's listening right now, call me crazy. But like when you get to this point, like RA is kind of like the only thing you kind of can do at any capacity. And uh, in retro, it's you know, even even somebody would come in if I if I just popped in uh, Resident Evil Five, like I mentioned before, just to play because I love that game. If I popped that in and started playing around, they'd be like, "Oh man, um, how come you're not playing retro?" I'm like, "Well, this is kind of retro right now, but yeah, I get your point. I'm not getting any achievements for it. You know, I'm just kind of doing this for fun." He's like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> it's not that I don't want to put time into playing modern games. It's just like, when can I? You know. Yeah, totally get that. That's kind of like my thing. I'm getting into retro games now, and uh, I'm kind of facing that same thing. Like I have Doom, un unopened. I need to get to that sometime. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of more of RA stuff, uh, V2 of RA is in a work of progress, and we're all looking forward to it. What feature, if any, would you like to see added to RA? Um, hmm. Yo, that's a really good question. Um, hmm. What would I like to see on there? I mean, I mean, there's already chat on there. Um, I like on the Discord, um, if I can talk about the Discord for a little bit, I like that you guys do the poll. I like that you guys do the, the semi-weekly. Um, once in a while, I'll pop in and I'll comment on that, the semi-weekly topic and stuff like that. I would love to see more of that because, um, in all honesty, the Retro Achievements community, for the most part, has treated me very well, the very kind to me. And uh, I would like to get to know more people from the retro achievement community. I don't know if people come in and they expect me to be like, you know, some crazy guy from like Japan or something that's just really good at games. Cause I'm not, I'm just normal, regular person. I'd like to get to know people. If there was like some more uh, social aspect of it outside of the discord, I think that'd be really cool. I don't know. I, I would love to meet more retro achievers. I think it's really cool when somebody comes into my channel and they're like, Hey, you, I do this thing too. It's really cool what you've done. And I, you know, it's really awesome being here and seeing you do uh, uh, RA and, you know, it's, I'm like, you know, I'm nobody special, but you know, like I appreciate that too. I'll check. Yeah. You know, anybody who sends me a friend request for the most part, like, unless you just made the account like today, I will friend request you back. <laughs> That's awesome. If you could go five, if you could go back in time five years ago, maybe even before RA and give yourself any like advice, what would it be? Um, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a funny answer. You guys are gonna like this. Um, five years ago, because my five year anniversary is on January second, twenty twenty one. So in a matter of day, a week, a week and a half days. So that is my five year anniversary on RA. Um, the advice I would give myself would be beware of Don Cosmo. 
beware. <laughs> but in all honesty, like um, actual advice, it would be like, you know, don't uh, don't beat yourself up over um, over points or who's watching you, who's not watching you. This is, this is good advice for anybody who streams or just does RA. Um, don't invalidate anything that you do on here if you like what you're doing if you only i remember i've seen i've seen bullying on ra a long time ago um there was this one guy i can't remember what position he's in now he's still probably in the top 100 but the the guy only played on um on soft core and that he's allowed to do that he, he was in the top 10 he was like really high up but he only played in soft core um my advice is to just let other people be you know what i mean don't don't uh, and I'm not pointing it at me because I'm I'm not into bowling, but um, don't ever participate in anything that would just ruin somebody else's day on RA or something like that. Don't go somewhere and be like, oh, how'd you do this? Oh, well, you know, uh, you, you did this really fast. It took me two weeks to do this. You know, oh, you know, you know, maybe they're just really good at it. You know, maybe they got lucky. I don't know. Like, uh, be be kind to each other. That's good. That's good advice in any aspect. That's some really good advice. I, I would take that. If you could have any job in the world, what would what would you do? Um, any job in the world. Um, hmm. I would test spaghettios. I love spaghettios. <laughs> <That's the game. laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I get like, any job in the world. I'm like, I don't know, rich but not famous person. <laughs> you know, like wow. people would be like, oh, astronaut or um, a bounty hunter or something cool like that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Just give me good food. Like, I'm not even a big fat boy. I just just give me food. I'm happy. Taco <laughs> tester. It's <laughs> a good one. Um, that's a good, it's a good question. I just don't have a good answer for it. You know, oh man, give me these bowls of spaghettios. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last question before I pass it over to shoot. Um, what's your favorite TV show? If you have any favorite TV show is definitely one. I'll say one piece just because it's in general one, but an actual TV show. I'm trying to think of stuff. You know what? I love forensic files. I could watch for, I fall asleep to forensic files. They're like, oh, and the man put his wife into a noose and strangled her to make her look like it was a suicide. And they sprayed lumen all over the garage and they found blood. And I'm just like falling asleep to it. Like it's a lullaby. I don't know why it's uh, crime. Crime TV always like just, is, I don't know the best to me. I just, I don't, <laughs> I just, uh, I just think it's the funniest thing in the world. Like not like real case stuff, but like the way the way it's so over dramatized on forensic files i just always appreciate the hokiness of it i mean it's tragic because all the stories are real but the way the guy narrates it is just just super hokey to me yeah i was gonna say max uh before i i uh dive into my questions here for you you and <laughs> Wait, i this guy's a real yeah. sick one of whatever <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you and i actually have quite a bit in common it's funny um you know you mentioned forensic files because the guy's voice is so like uh um, <laughs> he's so i don't know how he doesn't break character <laughs> i know it's just like he's so like it's like super dramatic but like at the same time i used, I used to watch forensic Files. it scared the, the crap out of me as a kid just as like a kid so yeah 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 so and also uh interestingly enough i am a, a very big fan of horror movies um 
you know, I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast. I could obviously uh, go on and on, but just just a lot of horror films from the late 70s and early 80s, kind mm-hmm. of that exploitation era when you could just throw it in a can, you know, and you were going to make money on it because slasher films from 80 to 83 were such a um, such a fundamental part of American go- culture. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, uh, maybe you and I, I've got, I've got some lists I should shoot over to you of horror movies and we should, uh, talk about that sometime off the podcast as well. Um, but diving into my questions here, is there any type of, of music that you like to listen to? Um, I want to say, um, I like old rock from the eighties, you know, like rat and stuff like that. I like anything, you know, uh, Motley Crue um you know scorpion silly rocky like a hurricane so that's the kind of stuff i listen to when i'm at the gym um i do enjoy that but you know i also enjoy um more somber stuff and so i can listen to anime osts video game osts and stuff like that i think those are like the most um i think those weigh the heavy most heavy on on me as a person stuff like that those are most memorable you know like sui Koden 2 soundtrack oh man that but that you know that hits right in the feels um uh, not to get off topic, Shootsy, but um, you know who the coolest guy I ever met at Comic-Con was? Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, the guy who makes all the trauma films. He was the nicest guy I ever met. He makes all those stupid exploitation schlock movies. I came over to his um, his booth, the trauma booth, and he's like, hey, you want to take a picture with me? I'm like, yeah, I want to take a picture with you. You're Lloyd Kaufman, man. You're, you made the Toxic Crusader. You're crazy as hell. He's like, yeah, I am crazy as hell, and they just ran away. It's great. I love that guy. <laughs> Psychopath. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that, you know, it's funny you mentioned exploitation films because I feel like the people that make those type of films – um like charles band for example you know he made the um the puppet master series he's mm-hmm. made like pcs and all those and i've been to their website before and it's it just feels like i mean the guy you know he's obviously worth a few million uh give or take but he's running like i'm just like how does this company make money there's like <laughs> there's like eight to ten there's like eight to ten puppet master movies they've got species they've got but full moon productions man yeah they, they do they, they make somehow they make money and they continue on. And I, I love the, um, the puppet master series, even though it's, it's schlock, you know, like you said, it's, uh, it's just trash. It's, it's the kind of stuff that just, um, it's, it just brings back a lot of good memories of, of watching those films, um, growing up. But I just, I feel like, I feel like it's accurate to say that those types of people would be humble because, you know, a guy like Charles Banner, like, uh, the gentleman you're talking about, they, you know, they probably could, probably could sell out a bit and maybe go higher budget. But I think the low budget is what provides the intrinsic value to the films. Um, so anyway, before I go on and on about that, uh, on to my <laughs> yeah, we, could, we could go on another hour with that. <laughs> um, what is the most creative or uh, unique achievement that you've ever seen in the set on retro achievements? <sighs> That's a really good one. Um, I like when people, I can't, I can't specify a certain one, but let me kind of generalize it because a lot of people do it and it's always fantastic to see. And it's not like hard for the sake of, uh, it's not hard for the sake of being hard. It's just different. You know, like um, beat Mega Man X without using the dash boots and it'll, it'll provide you a password to get past that stage where you don't have the boots and stuff like that. Stuff that makes you play or experience the game in a different way, I always find really incredible. 
Like you're like, I never thought about it this way. And anybody, um, Veritasu and Retrosexual, who were both on the podcast before, had very nice things to say about me. I have nice things to say about both of those individuals. If you're not checking them out, please check them out. They're fantastic streamers. Um, the both have said in their 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 parts on the podcast. He's like, I love when a game shows me something I don't know about. I could play, I'm sure Final Fantasy three, a game I know inside and out backwards, you know, um, it will still show me something that I never seen before. Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. Um, those are the kind of achievement. I can't specify a single one, but when a game forces you to play the game in a different way or makes you learn something that you never knew, you're like, wow, I had no idea. Like I've been playing this game for 20 years and I had no idea that this was in this game. I love this. You know, it's um, Symphony of the Night is a great example. The Symphony of the Night games where I'm like, there's so many little Easter eggs in that game that I didn't know. The fairy that sits on your shoulder and sings you a song if you sit there for like five minutes straight. I'm like, I didn't know about that. But only if you have a special item equipped. I'm like, who finds this stuff out? This is great. You know? <laughs> but it's an achievement. So it tells you how to do it. And it lets you learn something that you never learned. You just played through the game without ever experiencing it. Um. If I could touch on one thing that I do appreciate, I don't know if this is going to be one of the future questions. I'm sorry, Shootsy, see if I'm cutting you off. But no um, one thing I love is when people make custom art for their achievements. I think that's so wonderful. I was looking at um, a set that I always remember is um, Magus PC made a set for um quest for full moon island it's a mario hack it's a pretty difficult one it's a really great game but look at that gentleman's artwork or, or female i don't know if it's a boy or girl i'm sorry but um w look at their artwork for the when i when somebody makes custom artwork for the badges it makes me want them even more i don't know if that applies to you three but i always love when that little extra love is poured into it it makes me want to give even if it's something i'm not even interested in it makes me want to give it a shot it makes me want to get those badges because i i just i i love the person not only made the set programmed it or whatever and the also put the extra effort into like kind of give it love give it love I, I think that like when you see an achievement set and all the achievements are just like the generic trophy looking thing i'm like ah, all right you know whatever <laughs> but yeah no i i i mean you touched on a couple of great points i i definitely feel that i mean we have sizzle who has um obviously does all of our art for the podcast as well and um has done a fantastic job um, redoing a lot of old sets and really providing a lot of life to the badges and removing those um, generic trophies. So he, one of his biggest pet peeves is, um, you know, crummy artwork for the the badge set. So I think that um, I, I, I am one of those people that if I like the way that the badge looks, I'm a lot more motivated to try and master the set. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, people might have um, different feelings on that one. Um, but it, for me personally, yeah, if the badge looks great, I am, it, it, I am definitely more motivated to, to play the set. And, um, you know, another thing you touched on, uh, before I, I dive into my next question here, that's great is, um, uh, with playing games and learning something new. I mean, I, I, I definitely share that experience with you and the fact that I played final fantasy seven so many times, but doing the low level run, um, 
you know, in this last year, I learned so many new things about it. So I definitely agree with you on that. God bless you um, for doing that. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I, gotta, yeah. I still got to beat the regular set. I'm like, oh, man. The low level run is, is uh, it's definitely adventure and adventure. And you, if you, even if you played that game quite a few times, there's a good chance you will learn something new. Um, but now we're going to talk about something uh, a little bit more controversial and fun. Um Damageless and deathless achievements. Give me your thoughts on that. You would be surprised to tell you that I love them. I think they are, they are what sets the bar. They are what um you know like it depends. You know what I mean? Um, I was looking. Somebody posted something in the in um Discord the other day about a hundred point achievos. You know, one, the ones that Sarkal has. You know, um, <laughs> most of them were for pinball games. But um, there's one for I'd never played the hack before. I kind of want to play it, but this is like a, a, a this is like an achievement that I'd be like, ah, I kind of don't want to play this now. And it was for beat the entire game. It was I think it's for the Mario World bonus set. Beat all 96 exits without dying once. And I'm like, six people have it out of who knows how many people do it. I'm like, well, more kudos too. I'm not telling they can't. Some people are just really amazingly freaking good at that. I'm not. I'm going to slip up. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm sloppy. Um, I'm just tenacious. That's my only, like, draw. Like, I'm not the best game player on the world. I just keep at it. I'm like a rabid dog, quote, unquote. Um, Damageless and deathless. Damageless, I think, sets the bar high enough to where where you show... The skill that you have, it doesn't matter how many times you have to do it. You know, there's been plenty of bosses that I've fought on RA over the years that have taken me 50, 75, 99, 103 damn tries to do. And eventually I'll get them. That's where the stubbornness and the tenacity comes in. It doesn't mean I was skilled because I wasn't skilled all those other times. I just managed to pull it off. And you can be proud of that because you did it. You, you, you can say without a shadow of a doubt, you've done it. Um, damageless and deathless, I always think should be part of, um, most sets, unless it's just obscenely difficult to the point where like, there's no way this person is going to be able to do this. Um, you know, like, um, a, a Mega Man boss is a perfect example. I keep going back to Mega Man cause I'm a Mega Man guy, but you know, there is a way, you know, like, um, a perfect example is Airman in Mega Man 2 and stuff like that. Some of most of the achievements are like, oh, beat beat the entire boss rush mode without getting hit. I would suggest going for Airman first because he has the most RNG if he's going to hit you or not with one of those stupid little tornadoes in the beginning of the thing. I'm going to the very specific freaking um, uh, example, but that's where it's kind of like you'd have to strategize around it to the point where it's like kind of like, is this fair? This is kind of unfair. But just beating him in a stage regularly, it might take you a couple of tries. It may take it could be a couple of dozen tries, but you can do it. I definitely appreciate damages. I appreciate deathless. The only ones I can't really appreciate are like um, uh, the speed running ones. Time trials is fine. Speed running is is kind of like all right. Unless the game, but Metroid I can give a buy to because it's it's a game specific. Metroid is what kicked off speed running. You can't say the first Switch stream I've ever watched seven years ago was a, a gentleman who sped run Super Metroid. I found it fascinating that he spent so much time doing something that he got 40 minutes into and just reset. Like it was nothing. I was like, dude, I do. Re- I'm number one at retro achievements and I'm used to this kind of stuff. But that's sadism right there. 
getting 40 minutes into a game and just being like, yeah, okay, well, reset. I'm like, no, no, that's not cool. That looks horrible. <laughs> I'm having a laugh over here over it, but you know, um, if that, if that, if that, if that was a satisfactory answer, then that is my answer towards damage and deathless. I think they are an integral part of most sets. No, I think, I think that's a great answer. And, um, the reason I asked that is, you know, obviously that's, that's one of the, I think one of the topics that's most commonly contested. So, um, I think, I think you're absolutely right in the fact that, um, you know, Mega Man is one of those sets where, uh, you know, you can do things damageless and it does, or a lot of Mega Man sets, um, you know, really uh, demonstrates or showcases your ability of mastery of a game. Um, but it's interesting you mentioned speedrunning as well, because that is also my weakness. Um, and I've always wanted to master, uh, being a being a huge Game Boy person, met the Metroid uh, for Game Boy, but I've never uh, considered doing it just because of the speedrun achievements. You can do it. Trust me, I, I did it. <laughs> it's uh, it's just you know, it's just the time the time da- damageless and and deathless are something where I could continually practice over and over again, and I feel like um, speedrunning you're harder pressed to do that, but I think that you know with enough time and effort you know, you just memorize things, right? It's just memorization of, of the map and things like that. So maybe I will uh, take a crack at it in the future, but it's, it is really interesting to hear your perspective on Damageless and, and Deathless. So um, on that, yeah. Shootsy, not to mean to cut you off and stuff like that, what no, I would do, uh, for example, the Metroid Zero that I recently did when King, uh, King Kizzle came in, I was like, hey, what's up? Thanks for the raid. Yeah, thing. <laughs> I did appreciate it. Says so I was just salty. But um, um. I did the next morning, I did it off stream because, because it would be boring. Here's a good example of what would be boring for somebody to watch. So like I had a laptop next to my computer and I watched a guy do the hundred percent item collection to under two hours run. And I basically was pausing what he did and I went where he went and he did things that I wasn't thinking of doing. And I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. This is something that t- probably took this guy a year to strategize and make sure that it was, you know, optimal. Um, I would recommend just sitting down and watching a guy, somebody do a video of it and just ad verbatim do what he does in the video. Um, that's how I did it because I'm not skilled at that. Like if I'm going to earn this badge, I need to, I need to basically sit there and be like, I am not capable of doing this i should watch somebody do this and emulate what they do so i can earn this badge because i don't have the wherewithal and you know you know the i I think i understand what you're saying shootsy it's like when you when you look at that and you see the badge and you see it grayed out how am i going to do this you have that anxiety about like wow i I can't believe i'm going to start this i it's going to take me a while to get through this and who knows who's going to think maybe i'm going to be off by like a minute or something like that it's going to frustrate the hell out of me you can't think that way you just gotta do you gotta do yeah no i i think i think um you know regardless of of damageless or deathless with speed running it's just a different animal but at the same time i think the repetition and you know with the wonders of the internet like you said this the strats are out there and i am um one of those people that shares the same thought process with you and the fact that if i'm spending seven hours on a five point achievement um the time is being wasted especially because of uh you know other other things we've got going on so at the end of the day it's always best to um if you're not one of those people that's that's stubborn about you know figuring everything out on your own to strategize and to try and figure out um you know somebody else has had this same problem or somebody else has been in the same situation as me 
And obviously they've figured out a way through it. It's just like you said, I think, I think the biggest um, thing is really tenacity at the end of the day. Um, but on to a more, uh, another controversial topic among some on all the right. retro yeah, yeah, yeah. community. I'm, I'm asking you all the hard questions, of course. Um, I, I uh, welcome them. Give me, give me, give me. Well, we appreciate that. Um, missable achievements. What are your thoughts on that, Max? Um, this is okay. Um, recently I've been doing on the weekends, I've been doing Pokemon blue. I'm not a Pokemon guy. Sorry, Draco. I'm not a Pokemon guy. I don't know my ass from my elbow. It's okay, but it's easy uh, point at the same time. It, 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 I guess it's very time consuming. It's very difficult for somebody like me who just doesn't know what I'm doing. Um, but I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. Um, but at the same time, I see the time invested in it. And I'm looking at everything like, I'm, and I know when I'm streaming, because I streamed yesterday, this is a great example. I'm glad you asked that question, Shootsy, because missable achievements. I have, right, if, you, if I was on camera right now, I'd lift up, I have a notebook. That's another thing. Keep a notebook with you. If you're serious about RA, you will have a notebook filled with notes. I have a list of all the missable achievements I have left in Pokemon Blue, just so I don't miss them. You know what I mean? There's uh, There was one uh, for Safari Zone. By the way, screw the Safari Zone. It's the worst thing that ever exists in video games. I hate it. Um, <laughs> but there's an achievement for Missables that says get all the Safari items in one hunt. You know, you have a limited amount of time during your hunt to go do it if you're familiar with Pokemon. I wasn't. I learned this. Um, but it is missable. So let's say you get two items. You're just wandering around in Safari Zone. And your time is up, you leave, you save the game, you just lost that missable achievement. You that's another reason I sat here. I had a two minute, two and a half minute long video of somebody doing it. Somebody was gracious enough to post it on the RA site itself to show you how it was done. And I watched it and I paused it every two seconds and did what that guy did on the video. And I got all 13 items and I got the achievement. Missable achievements are fair game. I actually appreciate them. I feel more accomplished when I do something missable. But it needs to be said that it is missable. A lot of old sets that have missable achievements still do not have the parentheses M in there. And I think that should be fixed. It's not my responsibility. That is just a, a minor gripe. Um, when, you're, when you're number one, you literally have to do so much reset, re research on a game to realize what you can and can't do. So if I'm looking at an old set, I'm just like, hmm. And then I'll, and then if I, I screw it up, then I'll be angry about it. Not angry at anybody who's done anything with the set, but I'm just like, I should have known better. I should have did a little bit more research. Um, but I appreciate it. I appreciate missable achievements because they are usually a little bit more difficult, a little bit more challenging. It forces you to play a game a certain way, like we talked about. I always love that. Um, but I also very much wish that every person who makes the sets will put it as missable. It's It's been pretty good recently. I've never seen a set in like the last six months that does not have missable things tagged. Um, missable achievements, I think, are are a good thing, just like the damage. I, I, what's the point of retro achievements if you don't achieve something? You know what I mean? Like some of the like I get it. You have the base set. Um, let's go back to Mega Man. Beat Guts, man. I'm like, OK. I'm like, I did that when I was five, too. I'm like, should you earn points for it? Yeah, minimal points, but beat butts, Guts Man damageless. Yeah, which would be missable, technically, because you can't fight him again. I mean, you fight him again at the end, but, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? You know, um, 
there should be basic achievements and there should be advanced achievements. If you really want to master a game, think about it. Retro achievements, you're mastering games. That's what they call it, a mastery. When you when you badge it and you get that, that beautiful yellow square around your badge, it means I did everything I could in this game that they asked me to do. Some easy, some difficult. Yeah, no, I, I think you make a great point. Um, I'm kind of in that same boat that I think if they're marked, that's nice. And um, uh, I think recently I missed like a something that cost me about an hour um, because it wasn't so much a, an RPG um, on, a, on a missable. So I that wasn't too much trouble. You know, I kind of was like, okay, I want to get the badge. So I'm going to go back and do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to start a new file, a separate file and do that. Uh, interesting you bring up Pokemon as well. Um, I mastered it back when it was just like very vanilla. Um, it used to be like, you know, just do everything basically. It has a revision now, correct? Yeah. 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 And the revision, um, you know, I was extremely cautious going through it because there are so many mistables and I went through without a hitch, but, uh, I share that, that same, uh, um, kind of mindset with you about it and you know just being being careful doing your research if you've got a bunch of missables as long as they're marked and just really taking it slow and not saving like don't save yeah. do your research make sure you don't save yeah just be very cautious you know but um i had a great time going through it and i uh, i got to experience a lot of things that i had no idea about in pokemon um because it really that revision i actually think is really good i think that um you know, the, a lot of the uh, things that it has you do, uh, explore, and learn a lot more about the kind of what's under the hood of that game. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really good set. It did and, a fantastic uh, job. I think most sets on there are fantastic. You'd be actually more hard-pressed to... to uh, let's, for example, like one set that needs a revision desperately is Return to Silius. It just does. Like I've never badged it because I, I, I know there's more to the game for NES. Like, you know, it's like just be, it's a, it's one of those beat the game every level one. So yeah, revisions are a good thing. If that's one of your questions, Shootsy, I'm sorry. That's, that's next controversial question, but revisions are a good thing. I'm like, I, I, Wario Land 3, for example, got a revision recently within the last year. And I played the hell out of it again to, to re-get the badge because I love that game. It, it gave me another chance to play it. I was so grateful for it. <laughs> Yeah, I I think revisions are a good thing too. I think they're a healthy sign of growth for the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think that the development community has really stepped up their game significantly. Um, you know, we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast in terms of just not only the quality of the sets that have been coming out, but also just the quality of, you know, the sets that are getting redone. I didn't personally play it myself, um, but I know that decap attack recently got another revision. Yeah. 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 And I know that people have been getting into that. Some of my friends um, have been checking that out as well, but I think revisions are, are really a good thing, especially when they contribute valuable experience to the player experience of the game. Um, but anyway, uh, moving forward here, you know, you've talked about that you're not necessarily a big fan of having to do speedruns, but do you watch any speedrunners and enjoy watching speedruns? Um, I have a few friends that speedrun. Um, top off my head right now is uh, Rift20XX. Um, I don't think he does a lot of RA at all. I think he's dabbled in it. He's a big Mega Man X guy, and I think he's the current world record holder for earthworm gym 
Um, I've done a lot of charity events with him before. Very super nice guy, super mellow, super chill guy. Um, it's really not my thing. It's really not like something I, it's, I think it's fascinating. I think it's super intriguing. I think it's, it's its own separate entity. You know what I mean? Like I consider speedrunners and I consider retro achievers totally different, like monsters. I really do. Um, you can appreciate both, but I kind of stick into the realm of like, I want to watch people badge stuff. I want to watch people earn achievements, points, et cetera, and stuff like that. When, um, and it's, it's nothing to do, it's not saying anything bad about anybody who speed runs and stuff like that. But maybe the way I look at it, I it's, maybe they look at me like I'm a sadist. Like I, I'm the one who's going out here and, and just sticking with this game forever. And so I'm like, I look at it the opposite way where I'm like, you're sticking with the same game for years, constantly playing the same thing over and over. I can't do that. Like I need variety. I need something different. But I appreciate it. I, I, I can't ex express how fascinating and dedicated these people are speedrunners. it's just not my bag i'll watch i'll watch a friend do it i'll watch somebody um very talented at it do it and stuff like that but it, i mean how many times i i got it i got into two games watching speedrun, and that's um super metroid obviously that was the first thing i ever seen on twitch and um and earthbound Earthbound. I watch a lot of Earthbound people stream games like any percent glitch percent, and just watching them basically break the game or or basically get an hour and a half into it for like a ten percent chance of getting through a fight or something like that. I'm like, that's sick to me. That's it's incredible, but it's sick to me. <laughs> like you work this hard just to get. But then again, they probably look at me and like, wow, this guy's real sick. This guy's freaking keep. He's playing Ninja Turtles two for Game Boy for like six hours straight. What a maniac. <laughs> yeah i mean i would sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no 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 that was that was the end of my rant it was just it, it, you got to look at it from both sides of the coin yeah i mean speed running um you know as much as i'm not a big fan of those particular achievements i think they do build up a skill set overall of just fundamental um game mechanics and getting better at them in general so i think that they're also probably something that um, you know, I have to keep an open mind about, and, um, I know that there are speedrunning achievements that I have overcome as well. So it's just one of those things that, you know, you have to keep an open mind and, uh, uh, speedrunning overall is just fascinating to watch just the tech, especially with games that are complex. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, it's just, it's just, it is a fascinating part of, uh, Twitch and uh, I, hope that it continues to grow it's uh i think that you know it's changed a lot since 2012 a lot of people characterize 2012 as kind of when things started to ramp up um for speed running and there's a lot of rich history as well with speed running in the speed running community so uh, it is really interesting to watch and it, learn a lot about it's super fascinating and they deserve all the credit in the world i mean the best speed runner at any at any game on the planet is better than me any day of the week on that particular game yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, talking a little bit more about some endeavors you're involved in, uh, do you want to tell us for our people that do listen to the show a little bit more about Retro's Most Wanted and what that's about? Retro's Most Wanted, um, that was a congregation of most of the people I truly trust on uh, Twitch, some of my old time retro friends that um, we get together once a year for the most part. 
I would like to do it more, but it just seems to be once a year at the moment, you know, to get together and raise a lot of money for a charity. And we all have a blast. It's a lot of, it's a lot of good games. It's a lot. Last year I ran super ghouls and ghosts, um, came up short in the last fight on the, uh, on the second loop, but you know, what are we going to do? Um, but it's an excuse to get together for 24 hours, 12 of my closest streamer friends get together and, um, we all raise money for a different charity. I would have loved to done. I would have loved to done one at the beginning of the month to do Toys for Tots or something like that. Um, la last time we did it, we ran in July. We did um, direct relief for COVID relief and whatnot. We raised eight thousand and sixty dollars in twenty four hours. Pretty pretty good, if you ask me. For a bunch of bunch of drunk nobodies, you know. <laughs> but um, Retro's Most Wanted is definitely my baby. That was. Um, if you get if you if you wear the black and the white, you got to be proud. You did you did a good job and you did something wonderful for a, a large number of people. You got people some help, and um, we'll do it again someday. We'll do it again someday. I'm very I'm extremely proud of um, Retro's Most Wanted. Um, I love the whole aspect of the Desperado, the the outlaw, the unwanted of Retro. You know I, that was the whole motif we were kind of going with. You know, like the NWO of retro. Like I said, I'm a big wrestling fan at the same time. So, <laughs> fair enough. And um, no, it's great that you guys have been able to. It sounds like a, a really good cause. And um, obviously, there's a lot of people, especially right now with the pandemic, um, among other things that I'm sure could definitely use the help. So that that is fantastic that you guys uh, are able to do that and you know raise. That's quite a bit of money to raise over such a short period of time for for a, a good cause. So um, on to a little bit more uh, lighthearted stuff. Um, what's your favorite food? My favorite food, believe it or not, um, I am a huge fan of Indian cuisine. Um, chicken tikka masala is my favorite meal of all time, you know, besides like SpaghettiOs or something like that. But um, I love Indian cuisine. Like anything you give me from there, I have this local restaurant named, uh, called Kashmir. And uh, me and my coworkers go there at least once every two weeks, and we just pick out. It's super fun. We are very unproductive when we come back, usually just napping in our chairs. But you know, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, last question I have for you before I, I kick it back over to Draco is: um, tell us how you came up with your name on Retro Achievements. Uh, Maximilian is honestly. That's my old high school AIM screen name. Um, I picked it because when I started Game Squad Squad, by the way, if Game Squad Squad is how people normally find me, Game Squad Squad actually had more members. You know, it was me, um, my friend, his wife, um, and we were the Game Squad Squad. So I thought it was in poor taste to name myself Game Squad Squad because he wanted to make an account too. Um, so I said, well, I'll just do Max million. I'll do Max, you know, cause that's my name. And he picked something else and his wife picked something else because it was, it was, I'm like, ah, am I just like, kind of like taking game squad squad all for myself? If I do this, it doesn't matter now because I'm the only person who's associated with game squad squad, the entity itself. Um, even though I'm just one person, uh, it's a stupid name. The, the reason the name exists is because I, I used to watch a lot of YouTube videos in the early, you know, 2010s of like, what's popular, you know, a, ABGN, um, you know, uh, G4, all that stuff, you know, what's trending now, you know, and, um, everybody had a name like game, 
game power, game pro, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yo, let's be game squad, but add an extra squad to make it dumber. You know, it just sounds so stupid on paper. So that's why Game Squad Squad exists. Plus, there was more than just one of me. So now I'm just, I'm a one-man squad squad right now. So it's kind of dumb. But Maximilian was just my high school, like, nickname. It was actually my pro wrestling name for a while until I came up with something more creative. <laughs> wow, what a name, Max. So I would just I just want to say, like, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today, Max. We really appreciate having you here. Do you have any final thoughts or comments that you will you would like to share? I hope I did not ramble on too long. I hope that anybody listening right now um, wasn't bored to tears. I, I I appreciate anybody who does listen. And I appreciate Chutsi, Draco, and King Sizzle. Thank you so much for having me on here. Please go check all three of them out. Fantastic RAers. Um, a big part of the th This podcast would not exist without the three of them and Bendy. Um, appreciate Bendy as well. I, I loved, I listened to every episode. Um, I'm not trying to shill RA, but I think RA, I think RA definitely needs more more love I, you know i think uh retro achievements is such a great community everybody seems pretty chill here um i really like to meet more people from um retro achievements and i appreciate what these guys are doing they're kind of just getting news out they're getting they're doing something for ra to keep it fresh almost every week every two weeks at least you know what i mean so i have great appreciation for that um thank you for listening Thank you for coming to see my stream whenever you whenever you do. If you don't, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the unkind words. Thank you, you know, thank you for uh, just coming around and hanging out with old Maxi Boy as he does his thing. I hope you stop by soon and and hang out. Um, I appreciate yeah. being here. And um, I guess in parting, the last thing I can say is keep it real and keep it retro. I mean, that's super, any good final thoughts here. We're going to make sure we're going to post every single um, your Twitch or the information you want into the description of this video. That's all the question we have for you today, Max. To the people at home, thank you for listening to the R podcast. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to like the video and hit the bell to be notified when future episodes go live. Let us know in the comments what other guests you would like to see on our podcast. This is the last episode of this year, 2020. I hope you all enjoyed what you have done so far. This is Draco655 signing off, and we will see you next year with more episodes. Bye!